Hello everyone. Welcome back. We're uh, well into the fall season now and if you're like many of my clients and, and like me, the fall usually brings um, some more business travel. And um, you know, certainly in the last four or five years, business travel has changed. I guess over the last 10 years, I remember a time where 20 plus years ago it actually seemed uh, like a little glamorous and a little luxurious and then you know, through security changes and then the pandemic and just the airline cutbacks. I mean, it really, air travel has been a, a, a chore for most, most of the people I work with. Welcome to the Real Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris Obst. I've spent the last 25 years going deep with leaders on the real challenges they face, the stuff that keeps them up at night. Are you ready for raw and honest conversations and the reality that self-leadership and personal growth are the keys to you being the leader that you were meant to be? Anyway, what what I want to focus on in today's podcast, this is a conversation that I've had many times with leadership teams or in keynote presentations or or even in my one-on-one coaching work is, you know, how do you how do you optimize yourself uh, when you have to travel for business? You know, it's one thing when you're on a vacation, um, you kind of, you, you go with the flow, you take the bumps and bruises that come with the, the travel because you're probably lying on a beach and, and not uh, thinking about too much else. Um, but when you're traveling for business, it's, it's different because there's an onness and, um, you know, we're not machines and, and, Anyway, what I'm going to share with you today is just a collection of, of ideas. And, and, and by the way, um, I'm not suggesting that my list is, is complete. So I would love to hear from any of you listeners uh, with, with other ideas that I, that I didn't share here, because this is a community of um, like-minded people that are, that are looking to improve how we navigate the world. So the first thing I say when I talk to clients about business travel is, is about adopting a mindset and Many of the people that I work with say, oh, God, Chris, I'm dreading it. I've, I'm, I've got this, you know, five-day trip back east or, you know, I'm going to be three time zones away. I'm going to Europe. I'm going to Asia and I'm just dreading how I'm going to feel or I'm dreading how I'm going to feel when I get back. And the mindset I'm talking about is what if you had a mindset that said, I'm going to arrive back from my business travel feeling better than when I left? Like, what if that was your goal? What would you do differently if you thought you could? And, and, you know, there's some of you now rolling your eyes going, Chris, what are you talking about? There's no possible way. So bear with me. I, I know there's challenges. I'm not pretending there's not. But think about when you are traveling for business, the things that you aren't having to deal with that you normally have to deal with, right? So it might be the traffic in your city. Um, perfect timing, a motorcycle in the background. Uh, it might be the traffic in your city. It might be taking care of your kids. It might be cooking meals, doing dishes, doing laundry, doing your finances, like all the domestic stuff that can be draining that you're trying to fit in. Typically when you're traveling for business, there's a piece of you that kind of gets taken care of. You don't usually have to drive. Sometimes we do. Um, your, your meals, the laundry are usually done by restaurants and hotels. So there's actually a lot of things there that are done for you. So the other part of the mindset is like, have a plan. If, if I just jump on a plane, go to a city and, and respond to where the wind takes me or the demands take me or every client or, you know, social engagement that gets offered my way, I'm probably going to come back feeling a little depleted. So the mindset needs to be, 
what if I was strategic about planning my business travel? And I'm, I'm going to just put a little caveat here. I'm talking about building a bit of a regime. Please don't hear me say you need to be a robot and follow things to the letter and you can't go with the flow or on a whim do something because that's part of the fun of traveling and, and being with maybe clients or colleagues that you don't see a lot is to get out and stay up a little late and let off a little steam. So please understand, I'm not suggesting you don't do that. I'm just su suggesting you be mindful of the whole model, right? So in terms of planning, one of the first things I say is, okay, when are you flying in? And I've had so many clients, high-performing people that try and jam their travel in. Well, I'm going to get my workday done, and then I'm going to catch the red eye, or I'm going to catch this late flight, and then I'm going to arrive. At... And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are going to be on the clock the minute you leave, okay? So what if you were to plan your flight in a way that felt humane. So imagine that, that you were the person you cared most about in the world and you wanted that person to feel the most rested they could or the least frantic they could when they arrived. So maybe, you've, maybe you fly into the city that you're working in a half a day earlier or a day earlier. Yes, that means half a day or a day away from your job or your friends or your family, right? And again, there's, there's trade-offs we're making. I'm asking you to try on. What if you were to give yourself the, the gift and the luxury of, I got a little wiggle room if a flight gets canceled. I'm going to arrive in the city and get grounded, really land here and, and get myself relaxed because it's going to take me two nights to get a decent sleep. So that's part of the mindset. The other thing, and you're going to hear me talk about all the, the usual self-care drums that I beat on sleep and nutrition and exercise and hydration and downtime. These are all they're all almost more important when you're traveling because you are out of your comfort zone, you're out of your routines. So exercise is one of the key, whether you're a regular exerciser or not, sleeping, certainly sleeping out of your time zone or out of your own bed can be a challenge for most people. All the research points to if you exercise as soon as you get into that city, you've got a better chance of having a decent night's sleep. Probably won't be your best night's sleep. And so one of the habits I got into was thinking about what time am I scheduled to land and then how do I get exercise in before I do anything else? Because my model used to be years and years ago, when I traveled, I had this mindset of poor me, I'm away from my family, I got to travel, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nurture myself. And I nurtured myself with alcohol on the plane. The first thing I did when I got the hotel room was kick off my shoes and grab a drink or a beer. And then it would lead into, you know, either a, a dinner out with clients or colleagues, eating more than I needed to, drinking more than I needed to, then, then getting up in the morning feeling unrested and, you know, gobbling as much coffee as I could to feel human to get on to what I need to do the next day. So the mindset of, of being prepared is one that says, okay, let's, just, let's use something as a bit of a, like an anchor. Let's use exercising. If you can buy into okay, I want to exercise as soon as I get there. It's not going to be bad for me. And I don't mean you have to do like a two-hour workout. It could be 20, 30 minutes, but move the body, break a sweat. I'm going to plan my flight so that I could arrive at a time where it's probably daylight, unless I know the hotel and it's got a great fitness center, right? And then on the flight, what am I doing? Well, I'm probably not drinking three cocktails. I'm probably going to bring food, like the airline food in most airlines now isn't fantastic. So, you know, when you, in that time you're waiting, go and find food that looks like real food and pack it on with you. And then think strategically. I'm going to hydrate. I'm going to fuel myself. You know, I've often found myself in a cab just eating like a good energy bar or something going, okay, I'm going to be at the hotel in 30 minutes. 
I'm literally going to drop my bags, put my workout gear on or my running shoes, go out into a park or down to the gym and do 30 minutes, just break that sweat, right? So that's just, none of this is heroic. It's not rocket science, but it is very intentional. So I, I just found when I started doing that, how I behaved on the plane was very different. Certainly I wouldn't be, I wouldn't just sit and sit and sit. I wouldn't sit because of movies, you know, two and a half hours and just sit through two or three of those. I'd make sure I got up every 45 minutes, stretch my legs, which is one of the reasons I always want an aisle seat, you know, and drink lots of water. And if you drink lots of water, then you have to get up and use the restroom and that's a good thing. So you're flushing your system, you're staying hydrated, you're moving your body. And then when you, when you get into the city, you know, you get that exercise in, you have a shower, you're kind of more inclined to think about how you feel after you've had a workout, the type of foods that you crave versus when you're just exhausted, right? Our brain does interesting things to us when we're depleted and worn out. We start craving sort of like the foods that make you even more tired, the starchy foods, the sweet foods. The... So, and again, I'm not saying don't have fun and don't enjoy, you know, if you go to Chicago and you want to have a deep dish pizza, then do it. Like, I... <laughs> The point is to be intentional and mindful about what you're doing, right? Have a bit of a plan. So if you follow along, you start off with the workout, then you, whether you've got a dinner in or a dinner out with clients, and I guess I'll touch on that now. A lot of the people that I work with, you know, they want to maximize their business travel. And a lot of organizations that would bring me in to speak, to do keynotes and facilitations at events, they'd literally fly these people in from all over the world, multiple time zones. And then they'd want them to sit in a, in a hotel ballroom for 10 hours straight. And often I was someone who's with them from two to eight hours. And I'm watching these people just almost crash during the day because they flew all night. So there's this mindset of, well, we wanna maximize our time, but you know, more isn't always better. And sometimes less is more. And I think in terms of you planning, if you're, if you're on a business trip for two or three nights, I think you need to be mindful about, okay, well, this is the night I'm gonna go out. This is the high leverage night in terms of the right people I wanna be with or the right venue we're going to, but it doesn't mean you have to go out every night. And those of you, and I know half of you are introverted by nature, which means even if you love your work and you love your clients and colleagues, there's a part of you that would rather take a bullet than be out on when you could be sitting watching a show quietly because you never do or reading your book. So you need to honor that. You need to give yourself the gift of treating yourself like a human, treating yourself with care. So again, it's thinking about, okay, I'm gonna have to say no to some things. And, and I don't care if you're you know, a mid-manager, a senior leader, a, a C-suite executive, you have the right and the responsibility to say no. It, just because you're in a town, a city, on business, it doesn't mean you have to say yes to every evening event. Obviously, there's some exceptions to the rule, but in general, you're being paid to be on during the day. And if I stay up till 1230, eating and drinking late, and I need to be on at eight, I'm not going to be the same version of myself. I'm not going to bring the best version. So just, just a mindset around that. Other, other little tips and, and tricks. So if you've got the mindset, I, I, I'm going to get the exercise in. I mean, the stuff around sleep, I mean, sleep is really on my radar. It has been, it's being talked about a lot now. Um, because we know that every part of the human system uh, is impacted by our sleep, our, our immune system, our uh, emotional capacity, our mental function, our mental health, our physical health. 
we need good sleep and it is harder to get. So, I mean, don't just go into it blindly. Learn some things about yourself. Some people are successful using a little bit of melatonin or CBD oil or things like that when they're out of a time zone, they're having trouble sleeping. Um, we do know that drinking, the later you drink into the evening, the less it lowers the quality of sleep. So there's something to be mindful of there for sure. In terms of uh, other pieces, I think there, there's just a, a recognition of what do I need? So, so if you've got back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings while you're at town. Why do you have to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings? Like if you're someone that's valuable enough to the organization or the organization that you're serving to be there, then maybe during your day, whether it's a conference, a trade show, an offsite, you need to create a bit of a boundary and say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in four hours of meetings. I'm going to need an hour to myself. And you don't have to apologize for it. Send them my way, by the way, if anyone's got an issue with it. In, in my work as a speaker and a facilitator, I've learned that I have to do that. I have to protect myself. And it is protect myself. Not because people are trying to hurt me, but just the, you know, the, the, the force, the momentum of there's people around. They want a piece of you. They want to talk to you. And if you're like me, you love what you do. You love talking about it. You love giving to others. Well, you could just suck up your whole day and evening. So, you know, if, if there's a lunch break, sit at the table, you know, at the, in the conference room or, you know, in the ballroom, have your lunch with everyone, make conversation and then politely excuse yourself and go and take a walk. Take a walk in a park, take a short walk and go have a nap in your hotel room, set your, your phone or your alarm, right? So these little pieces, you think about it over the course of a two to five day, six day, seven day business trip. Imagine if you were paying attention to, okay, what am I going to eat? Well, what does good nutrition look like? Well, you know what it looks like. One of the greatest books I read um, was Younger Next Year, and uh, the language he used in it, Chris Crowley was the author, and he said, uh, here's my big secret on nutrition, stop eating crap. You know what crap is, right? And now we know what crap is. So it's just because you're on the road, don't nurture yourself with the Pringles from the, from the mini bar. Sure, once in a while, but, but how is that going to serve you, right? So again, we're talking about optimizing yourself so when you come back from work, when you didn't have to do laundry, you didn't have to drive the kids to school, you didn't have to make lunches, you did all that, maybe get a massage, right? Have a little spa treatment. Think about, you wanna bring the best version of yourself professionally, well then you need to, you need to honor the, all these principles of energy management, which are, you know, foot on the gas, foot on the brake, foot on the gas, foot on the brake. So I think there's, there's, some, there's enough here to get your, your kind of wheels turning around. Okay, I plan for my trip, when I'm going to arrive, when I'm going to fly back. We know there's so much out of our control, right? We can't control what the airlines are going to do. We can't control what the taxis or the traffic's going to be in the city you're arriving in. So there's all these elements. So when you're, when you're asked to travel for business, when you're invited to a city, have a look at your calendar. Think about, okay, when am I going to do my exercise? What time am I intending to go to sleep? What type of nutrition do I want to take in? I was just talking to a colleague who was saying, Oh, he, you know, he'd been running for the last month or so. And then as soon as he went out of town, he, he dropped his routine. That is so common because we're out of our regular routine, our regular environment. So if you've learned that running is good for you, um, prioritize it. You know, one of my uh, podcast guests um, and a client I've known for years, Dorit Shackleton, she, she learned this over years and, and she flies all over the globe for her job. And she prioritizes good coffee, and good running. 
And, and when she picks her hotel and she, she plans her day, if she gets her run in and a good cup of coffee, she says, I can handle a lot that's coming at me. So don't be afraid to take care of yourself, to nurture yourself, because you're not doing it selfishly. Obviously, you're there for a reason. You're there to serve clients or your organization. So anyway, hopefully, uh, I know I can sound a little preachy when it comes to this stuff, but you know what? This shit works. And it, it, it takes a little bit of courage, takes a little bit of planning. And guess what? This is one of the best secrets that I wish I knew I would have whispered in my clients years earlier. You're not the only one feeling this pressure to be on, to be, to go out every night. And you know what? There's other people sitting there secretly going, I hope they cancel the dinner. I hope someone bails so I'm not the only one. So it's time to just find your voice. Again, you know how you can get away with this? Is be friggin' amazing when you're there. So when you're in the meetings, the stuff you're paid to do, when you're on, when you're sharp, when you're fresh, that's what gives you permission, right? I mean, I have to do that because my clients are paying me money to stand in front of an audience or a group, big or small, and educate and inspire them. And if I'm running at 50% because I, I didn't take care of myself, that's like it's unfair. It's ripping them off. And I think there's a version of that even within your own organization. So anyway, have some fun with this. Like I said, I know I'm coming at it from a point of view of you should do this and don't do that. But it's just, it's an invitation to say, what if I mentally tried on a different model and then see what happens. See when you come home with that goal in mind of being a little more refreshed and, and coming back in the door, excited to see your friends and family or cats, whatever it is, with a little bit better energy and a little more bounce in your step. So like I said at the outset, um, I, I know this list isn't exhaustive. There's other little hacks and tips and trips. I'd love to hear from you. And um, until next time, uh, if, if you are traveling, travel safely and, and enjoy yourself. The Real Leadership Podcast is produced by Chris Obst Leadership and Alive Creative Services. Thank you for listening. 